Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Cruise FM presents The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Thinking about a new furnace? Get a free quote at alwaysplumbing.ca. You gotta come on. Hello! Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Here we go. Regina. Here we go again. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. I had that in my head all day yesterday. <laughs> I won't do that again today. Big loss last night for yeah. the Edmonton Oilers. I was thinking about this on my drive in this morning. I'm actually a bit relieved. <laughs> Your liver's relieved. Well, yeah. But the thing, the good news is, now we know, as fans, we mm-hmm. know what it's going to take for another run into the playoffs, yeah. right? So we can prepare ourselves for next year. <laughs> Pacing it, and everything else. It's been so long um, for a playoff run. We mm-hmm. didn't know what it took. We didn't know what our bodies needed, yeah. right? And then in the off season, we can start to prepare for another run, a deep run into the playoffs next year. I think I'm blaming you for the loss right now. I didn't. But you got your new shirt on already. It's already done. Yeah, but you clearly pre-ordered it. <laughs> it's a bad omen. <laughs> you pre-ordered that. <laughs> It is your fault. <laughs> this is not my fault. The Oilers, Oilers. And the Oilers fans should be blaming you right now. <laughs> By the way, these are available on the Locker Room merch page. Decades of disappointment. Yes. You must have ordered that weeks ago. <laughs> Maybe I did. Yeah, this is your fault. Yes. All right. If you want to have a look at it. Um, we also have a uh, Decades of Disappointment shirt for the Leafs up on yes. the locker room merch page as well, which, by the way, sold very well. <laughs> I'm <laughs> actually when they really went disappointed out. in you right now. In Vancouver, if your team makes it anytime soon, we'll have one for you, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll work on that. By the way, the best part of the Decades of Disappointment t-shirt for the Edmonton Oilers? Yes. Number 90. 90. There you go. It's the last time they won. (laughs) I like it. The Locker Room Topic of the Day. Have you ever been drugged accidentally or on purpose stories this morning? Friend of mine got um, doused by some buddies. Mm -hmm. MDMA Mm -hmm. is what he got. Is that what it is? Yep. Is that the same thing as E or is that... Uh, Yeah, that's Molly. Ecstasy. Okay. All right. So I'll tell mine to get us going i've told this story before but i was raised by hippies Mm -hmm. so um when i was 12 years old we moved to yak bc which is just outside of creston (laughs) and my mom and stepdad they got married um they had a bunch of hippie friends that lived all over the kootenays and one weekend in the in the summer, one long weekend, we were on our way to Selmo, which is just outside of Castlegar. Okay, it's a bit of a drive from Creston. You go over the over the hill, and anyway, they had a 
an acreage out there, and um, Doug and Brenda were were living in Selmo. They had just moved from Yak, and so we went to spend the weekend with them. And I was 13 or 14, I think, and I was constantly hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've told this. Like I'm six foot four. During that period of time, there was like a two year period there where I literally went from five foot six to six foot four. My foot went from a size eight shoe to a size twelve shoe. <laughs> I grew like just ridiculous. I couldn't eat enough. Your mom couldn't make clothes fast enough. Couldn't make clothes fast <laughs> enough. And um, it was Friday night. We got there, and everyone's hanging out. And and when I say I was raised by hippies, we're talking. Full on Woodstock, armpit hair, armpit hair, weed, living in teepees, like you just <laughs> makes your own leather pouches. Your lives in a vest. van. Oh, the whole <laughs> the nine ponytail. yards. I should show you pictures from back. I then. would love to see pictures. I mean, there was there was dresses with beads. It was <laughs> like, it was all hippie music. It was just. I might as well have grown up on a commune. <laughs> I swear to God. And um, I, I sat down at the, the picnic table, and there was a plate of uh, chocolate brownies there. <laughs> and I proceeded to eat the plate. Not one, because that's what a normal kid would do. Yeah. No, I ate the entire plate of brownies. And of course, why wouldn't the hippie family leave out an entire plate of hash brownies? Yeah. As you do. Um, for the 13-year-old kid to to crush. I got up the next morning, and I walked downstairs, and I knew something was wrong immediately by the look on my mom's face um, because she had a, a look of, of, of distress and of relief at the same time. Mm-hmm. And my mother, when it came to parenting, didn't show a lot of... I'm not sure how to explain my mom. Concern. There wasn't ever a... We kind of took care of ourselves. Yeah. So the parents were just there, right? I'm not saying I was raised poorly. I love my mom, but it was just... It was a very different existence, right? Yeah. We just kind of existed all together. You were there in a hippie commune. Yes. Yeah. And... um. She goes, oh, I'm so glad you're up. And I'm like, why? She goes, because it's Sunday. <laughs> You've been sleeping for two days. <laughs> and we were going to take you to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, shortly after we got there on Friday, and shortly after I ate the entire plate of brownies, yeah, I slept until Sunday at about uh, four. I bet you were well rested. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Felt great. <laughs> and by the way, that's not the only drugged story I have. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. We're doing stories this morning about um, having been drugged accidentally or on purpose. Getting a couple of texts. So no name on this text, but they said it was uh, 1982. I was at a, a festival in California. I was out of sugar for my coffee, and I asked the people next to us if they had sugar. Dude dropped two ice, two cubes of sugar into my coffee. Soon after, everything went sideways, and it turned out it was L25. I don't even know what that is. It turned into an awesome concert, though. <laughs> I 
think this might have been a bigger thing. I don't know what L25 is either. Back in the day. Did you Google it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's blood pressure medication. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's another thing. Yeah, like maybe on the be. streets, it's, it's something else. I think back in the day, it might have been a bigger. LSD. LSD. Yeah. I think it's a bigger deal. Yeah. To like to do to dose people. I think we're a little more politically correct Especially, now. Especially, yeah, in the '80s at a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, listen, I I still see it though. I've been to bars, not recently, but back, you know, in the last three four years, where um, where girls won't leave their drink, rightfully so, yeah. they won't leave their drinks yeah, around at don't. all. Yeah, like they'll carry them into the bathrooms with them, and I think yeah. that happens a lot where. People try to slip things. What's in. wrong with people? Yeah. <laughs> the locker room topic of the day. Accidentally drugged or on purpose stories. Uh, Christy. So we were just talking about women not leaving their drinks out at bars. Yeah. And there's a reason. Yeah. Uh, Christy said she got roofied at a bar. I knew I got roofied because I only had one beer and started to feel weird. Um, so I got out of there. I woke up face down in a snowbank a block and a half away from her house. But she says she got away. Jesus, yeah. like that's that's scary. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it? Like if you were a woman, then. I think you gotta um, as a as well anybody. I think you have to make sure you're going to the bar with somebody, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna watch out for you. Yeah, if you're if you're planning on spending the night out, just make sure you right. Yeah, you know, take care of yourselves, everybody. The locker room topic of the day. Debbie, you've got a, a story about being drugged? Yeah, so I was just mentioning that my husband was several years earlier when he was in Vegas with his buddy. So when my girlfriend and I went on our girls' trip, we were very careful with what we were doing. And we were at uh, New York, New York, and we each ordered pop. I remember nothing. I wound up in the hospital. What? They Jesus. Had to do, I, I do not remember anything until the next morning I woke up in the hospital and I'm like, where are we? And my girlfriend was talking to the paramedic. And he said that they take, on average, in their shift, six to eight people a day, each each ambulance. <laughs> Did you know that? No. It doesn't surprise me, though, I guess. She ended up being charged $15,000 for yeah. a bunch of tests and an overnight stay in the hospital. $15,000. Hopefully she had the travel insurance. In Vegas. Yeah, I don't know. She didn't get into that. I'm assuming she would have, yeah. Debbie was also talking about... Um, Fingernail polish or something. So you she can, was, yeah. She was saying in Vegas they either. developed because it's such a problem. I have heard of this where it's just a fingernail polish ladies can put on and then you dip it into your drink and if there's something in it, it'll change your fingernail. Who's yeah. drugging people in Vegas though, and for what purpose? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty horrible reasons why. Okay. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. Ninety-five-seven Cruise FM. Notice what gas was. Well, I filled up yesterday. I think it was 186. 186. Friend yeah. just texted me from Winnipeg, and it was two something. Yeah, it's above two. Two ten in Winnipeg. Two thirty five in Vancouver. Anyway, <laughs> ninety bucks to fill up the the Subaru. I put sixty in the Corolla, and it didn't even fill it up all the way. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I used to when I moved here, I could fill it for like twenty five dollars. So if we're at a buck eighty-five or a buck ninety, and it's fifty cents more a liter in Vancouver, that's over a hundred dollars. Yeah, to fill up my uh, my my Subaru. 
That's insane. And like, how you probably fill up every few days too, right? Once a week, I fill up. Once a week, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get a I can get a week out of a tank, right? Yeah. So so that's yeah that's a hundred bucks. That's four hundred bucks a month in gas, mm-hmm. just gas, just gas. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we'll be traveling. We'll be doing a little bit of camping this summer. Yeah. So I wonder if that at will, least it'll be. Uh, did do you think it changes people's summer plans? It sure does. I think, I think a lot of people just like take it on the chin and go anyways, though. Too. I think there's there's an element of that. But yeah. There's a segment of the population that can't that can't mm-hmm. that doesn't have access to credit. Like yeah. Right. Like there's there's a bunch of people out there that have to take breaks from eating meals yeah <laughs> to fill up their tank to, to, if they, it's either gas or food get to Just, work or eat lunch yeah yeah well we'll we'll skip lunch today right <laughs> i'm not in that position i'm lucky both my wife and i have have decent gigs uh, but we're feeling it right now, for sure. A mm-hmm. lot of people are feeling it. The food bank, just throwing this out there, if you're in a better position than a lot, um, you may want to you know, think about the food bank this summer. I know they don't get the kind of donations that they get during Christmas time. We're always a little bit more giving when... Yeah, um, certain seasons, we're like, all right, let's do a food drive. Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, yeah. Easter, some big ones that yeah. people help out. Yeah, in the summer, uh, they take it on the chin because people are a little bit more preoccupied, as you are. Yeah. It's just the way life goes, right? You're planning your trip or a wedding. Grant's mm-hmm. probably doing a bunch of stuff at night with Mac because they got a wedding coming up here in the next month or two. And um, yeah, you're, you're, you're just preoccupied. You're not thinking about, yeah, you know, other things. So if you can, I know my wife does, uh, like when she goes shopping, she buys something and throws it in the bin on the way out. Yeah. Every time we go shopping just to throw something for the food bank, right? If you can, if you see a box in front of Safeway or Superstore or whatever, maybe just a reminder. Trying to help out. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to be in trouble this year. I think there's going to be a lot more people using those facilities, oh, yeah. unfortunately. News. Powered by Garage 104. From expel paint protection to window tint, protect your vehicle inside and out at Garage 104, 65th Ave and Calgary Trail. Conservative leadership candidates say they have, they have uh, that a record number of Canadians have signed up to vote for the new party leader in September, uh, Pierre... Olivier claims to have signed up over 300,000 people himself, uh, which on its own is more than the total number of members who voted in the last two leadership races combined. Uh, Patrick Brown said he has also signed up more than 150,000 people to vote in September. Over 600,000 Canadians are expected to be eligible to cast a vote in the Conservative leadership race. Jurors active? Oh, yeah. I, I got a five-year the last time I got it. Okay. I might get a membership. Because... Leadership, yeah. And we've talked about this. I think you have to get in at that level if you're going to have any impact at all. Mm-hmm. Right? It's... um, If you're... Yeah. Did you know Pierre's from Calgary? No, I haven't. I was reading that the other day. I just always assumed he was from Quebec. And he's from Calgary. He was born here. I've learned some things about old PP here in the last little while that (laughs) bothered me, to be honest with you. Yeah, he was like a Stockwell Day guy. 
He was a, an advisor to him, and he's a member. I think of he was some in the Reform Party at one point or weird something. Weird church oh. too. The Stockwell Day was a moron. <laughs> <laughs> don't he even dead too. No, don't even get yeah, me started. He, he was active in the Reform Party, and he used to sell memberships for Jason Kenney back in the day. And then he became the leader of, he was voted in as the leader of the Alliance Party when they switched from the Reform to the Alliance. TP was? No, Stockwell. uh, Stockwell. Mm. The um, Conservative Party has unfortunately um, taken a step away from me. Yeah. Um, with with regards to how far right, that's why I'm thinking about getting a membership so I can vote for the leadership because they're swinging way right. They're swinging for the fences on the right, mm-hmm. and um, a- a- any attempt to bring it back to the middle has been sort of stymied, at least um, federally. Yeah, they they got rid of uh, O'Toole there because he was trying to push to the middle to grab some of that centrist vote, and they were like. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think we want to go backwards. <laughs> well, yeah. it's interesting how they study elections. So I was reading when Aaron O'Toole was in power, they looked at Boris Johnson and they're like, how did he win? He's conservative. How it's, and they tried to model that. And then uh, Doug Ford just won in Ontario. So now they're like, okay, what do we do to be more like Doug Ford? Like they're always trying to model. The, the problem with that is, and, and, and again, listen, I don't want to get too d- deep in the weeds on politics, especially when we're dealing with another province where a lot of us probably don't know a lot of the ins and outs. But you had no choice in Ontario at all, right? So... I got into a fight with some guys about um, about how people vote, and and you, and you know what? Uh, technically speaking, more people are better. And and I kept, I just kept saying to them, I said, you can't use this political math and this strategic um, approach to politics and how people are going to make a decision when they're in the it's all- in a room to put a mark down on a piece of paper anymore. It's all out the window. And they're like, no, this is how things are. And I'm like, no, you got to understand. Yeah. We're so upset about politics. It's all as emotional now. It's all emotions. Yes. Did, you can't get sit people there. fired up. And then some guy that spent 10 years in university studying political science isn't going to be able to predict the outcome of an election. Trump got in. <laughs> yeah, nobody chose him. D- nobody chose him. Yeah, yeah that was... Uh, he was... Like the pollsters. He, yeah, and- it's just... It, it's all up in the air now. It's a complete crapshoot. There's no... Like, the people that we have to pick from, too, the pool is just awful. Mm-hmm. So you you're, you're ne- you have no idea what you're going to get. It has... Ne- like, there's no reasoning behind it anymore. Good luck, everybody. FM. Funicular is five years of age. Woo! Do a birthday corner. They have, um, it's shut down right now. Good timing. If, if people don't know what the funicular is, by the way, it's it's an elevator down the side of the River Valley. About 300 feet down. Yeah, it goes from like the, is it the Fairmont there? Down? Yeah. Down the River Valley side. But halfway down the hill. Yeah. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> like, it just sort of stops It just halfway. goes down into the river. Like, there's no restaurant or there's no real destination. It's it supposed to be... They like sold it as an accessibility thing for people to get down into the River Valley, is what they said. So, if you want to get halfway down into the River Valley, <laughs> um, you go jump on the funicular. 
The thing that drives me crazy about the funicular is, and again, I wish I didn't know so much about it, but I've bitched about it on the on the show. I always assume people know, and then I see tweets where they're like, "What, what is this? What is this thing?" People that live here don't know what it is. Yeah, it's um, it's a major money. It like it just it just eats up money constantly. It was a twenty four million dollar grant from the government and. The guys that built it, to their credit, and I found out through um, somebody that was on the project to build it, went to the city and sat the mayor down and a, and a couple of city councilors and said, hey, listen, just so you know, th- like our climate and what you want us to build, this is not a good idea. And they said, we don't care, build it anyway. So... I don't know what it was, why we got the grant, but we had to build something with this money, right? Some sort of touristy thing. So they went ahead and they built it anyway. Um, In 2018, I had a friend of mine who is good at finding out this kind of information. I sent it to him last night when I saw a bunch of tweets that people are mad that it's shut down for two weeks. It's always shut down. Um, <laughs> yeah, they said every once a year they have to shut it down for, for uh, maintenance. Or yeah. This is every five years, so this is an extended one. Okay. Yeah. So in 2018, it cost $716,000 to maintain. Um, and then in 2019, it cost 581000 They conveniently stopped reporting the overall cost of maintenance on the funicular, <laughs> and they're burying it in other costs is what my buddy thinks is mm-hmm. happening because of the embarrassment of how much it's costing and how much of... Like how much conversation there is in the city of Edmonton about what this useless piece of junk <laughs> costs taxpayers every year. Um, so... Th- but if you do the average over the two-year period of time, um, it's $650,000 a year for something that is shut down when it's too cold, shut down when it's too hot. If it gets above 30, they shut it down. When it's below a certain temperature, they have to shut it down as well. Um, people have vandalized it countless times, which, listen, I don't agree with. They've broken the windows out of it. People have taken dumps in it, and then they got to stop it. And uh, If you go on to the city of Edmonton Twitter right now, there is a notice about it being shut down for this extended period of time for this five-year maintenance. From grant June, was- June 6th to June 19th. There's a hundred comments, and they're all negative. <laughs> like people are just so disgusted by this thing that they're they're pushing back on it. There's some funny comments on there, and it's surprising how many people went on it, got going, and it just stops. Yeah, <laughs> get stranded and, on it. And there was a couple of times we went there, and the windows were all busted out. Well, yeah. we went to do a video, remember? And with we, uh, with Diener. With Diener. And we went down twice. And no, we didn't get to go down with Diener. We didn't get to go down with Diener. No, you guys did it. Um, you guys did a barbecue there last summer. Yeah. You lost something. It, we had to be funicular tour guides I don't know for what a you, day. Oh, was it the Olympics? The Wii Olympics, maybe, or something? I think that's what it and was. you guys did a barbecue when you were the tour guides. <laughs> it worked that day. Yeah. But when we went with Diener, it was all shut down, because we wanted to shuck in a beer on the funicular. And, yeah, it was, and it was she, broken. There was a sign on the fr- <laughs> front of it. It's not yeah. working right now. Um, I think it's down a couple of months a year. Yeah. And for that kind of cost here's the thing listen i know we want nice things like everybody wants nice things 
right? But I think you have to be realistic about what that that is, right? Like, yeah. if that thing took you like a kilometer down the hill and it took well, you to a destination or something, it would make more sense. I recently learned it does actually go somewhere. I only learned this because I was walking in the River Valley. And you know there's that big lookout that goes nowhere? Looks like a thing you could jump off of. Okay. There's an elevator that goes down there that connects into the trails, which are quite nice trails on the River Valley. Oh, there's an elevator at the end of that lookout? Yeah, I didn't know that until until I walked by it. I was on an MS walk, and then uh, it was the elevator go up, and then it connects all the way through. But, yeah. Okay. But still, it's, it's, yeah. It's... It's a lot of money. But it's a lot of money for <laughs> what it does. But if you and want what to, it contributes to the culture of Edmonton, in my very humble opinion. But if you want to beautify the city and make it look like we have nice things. Gondolas. Yeah. Well, why don't we just, you know. <laughs> gondolas. Help the homeless get them off the streets so it's not looking. Well, we make them gondola operators. Well, just think about that $24 million, right? Like, And I understand this is the argument all the time when you talk to anybody from city council or you, you, you have a discussion about you know priorities. They always tell you, that money was earmarked for, we're not allowed to spend money for, which is just it, total crap. That's the way the government it's total works. total bullshit. Yeah. It, it always is. And it drives me crazy when they do that because any, like we have money, my wife and I, Right. But if if things got bad, we would dig into the vacation fund. Yeah. Right. We wouldn't be like, well, that's vacation fund. I guess we're going to go hungry this month. Right. Like it just doesn't make renovation money. And and unfortunately, that's how all government works, though. But but they'll give you twenty four million dollars. If you don't build an art piece with it, they just take it back. They're not like. But they But the the problem is they do that on purpose so that they can tell you, Grant, the citizen of Edmonton, that "Mm, I'm sorry. That money yeah. is for this. But that's, I'm saying that's how all government is. I know, but it's, yeah. it's, but they do it in order to stop the conversation. Yeah. That's all it is. It's just an so, excuse. Yeah. It is. It, it drives me Preston absolutely. Preston Manning wouldn't stand for this. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought yeah. him up, right? Him and Stockwell Day up in, <laughs> in heaven in right peace. now. Rest in peace. <laughs> You're the one who killed off Stockwell. Don't look at me like that. You're the one who killed him off. Yeah. I kind rest of in peace. Never. No, we better go down. The Locker Room presents The Grant Report for JT's Bar and Grill, where good people come to enjoy the best food and drinks with other good people. Now, Grant Johnson. Well, it's all over. After a great run, the Oily Boys Conference Final only lasted four games, but it was fun, right? And actually, when the Avalanche scored in overtime, I heard a scream of joy um, from within my own body. My liver celebrating the end of the Oilers playoff run. <laughs> now that the run is over, it's the off season. It's the fun part when you uh, hear of all the injuries that these guys were playing with. You know, uh, Drysidle was being held together with popsicle sticks and duct tape. Darnell Nurse was actually decapitated in game two, but kept playing anyways. <laughs> Mike Smith was on LSD the entire playoff run. <laughs> Cassian traded his brain for a Snickers. All those classic injuries that guys play through during the playoffs that make the Stanley playoffs so great. That toughness. 
Um, yeah, it is all over now. We go into the off season, but we look forward to next year. And one thing I do know is that this team will be a lot better next year when Austin Matthews takes a pay cut to come play for a winning team. So we have that to look forward to. The Grant Report is brought to you by BOGO Tuesday at Edmonton Glory Hole Tours. Oh, Buy right. one tour Tuesday. and get one tour. And this month, if you wear a Decades of Disappointment shirt in for your <laughs> tour, you'll receive an additional 10% off the price. Book at Edmonton or Tabor GloryHoleTours.com. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. So we're not kidding. We actually have a... Uh, Decades of disappointment, Edmonton Oil shirt up on our merch page. You might want to go have a look. Got a couple of color selections there. And They're nice shirts. They're decent yeah, shirts. Yeah, you're wearing one today. Yeah. And it's a good looking shirt. Yeah. And I'm still disappointed in you, though. You must have bought that like yeah. weeks ago. This is you, on you. You, jinx, uh, listen. you jinxed the team. You are the reason why we lost. Listen, I bought the shirt because. The chances of a team winning the Stanley Cup are pretty slim to none. Did I you, want the Edmonton Oilers? Listen, hear me out. Did I want the Edmonton Oilers to lose? No, neither did you. Look at your stupid hair color now. <laughs> okay, yeah. but I'll tell off. you what I did. I got the shirt, and I left it in the package until last night. I didn't open it. You still ordered it. You still ordered it. You jinxed the team. It doesn't count. You you weren't thinking positive. It doesn't count. Should we do a ceremonial head shaving of Jimmy? Bring Uh, in your ball clippers? No, I'll bring in the old nut clippers. No, we'll do that tomorrow. No, we're not shaving my head. Some Sarah McLaughlin? (laughs) I I like the mullet. The mullet will be out by next week. You should do a little green and gold for the Elks, eh? Yeah, not a bad idea. I think you should go back to the blonde mullet. You want to go back to the blog? <laughs> You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. This is science, and we never question science unless it's doctors who spent years and years <laughs> and years getting their education. Yeah, it's because they're paid off by big government. Yeah, and Big Farm. And Bill Gates. Um, so I guess the the best happy hours, according to a poll mm-hmm. and a study that they did, are the ones that last at least three hours. <laughs> so that was, yeah, they were saying the average happy hour should be three hours long. There was a day like when a happy hour was actually just an hour. I mm-hmm. think that's where the name came from. And they had a weird law for a while, though, in Alberta. I remember this where... Oh, that's odd. In Canada, weird <laughs> liquor laws? They couldn't have dry, drinks priced like, they kind of got rid of the happy hour for a while because they couldn't price drinks differently throughout the day or something like that. Um, so it was gone for a while, and now it's back. It's back now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because remember, they used to do, like, the power hours. Like, every drink well, I, in the bar is 25 cents for this hour. I think they used to do, like, uh, some bars were abusing it. I remember when... So there was one bar in Edmonton that used to do... Um, Every drink was, I think this was in Edmonton, every drink was this price until someone went to the bathroom and then it went to the regular Didn't prices. Didn't somebody die from well, holding their pee or something? That happened at a, <laughs> but in Edmonton, guys would just stand outside the bathroom and not let you in. <laughs> I do remember hearing stories, heard stories about that. of that. Yeah. yeah, there were all sorts of um, crazy stuff that bars were doing. When I was reading this, and, and maybe this is something that's happened already, and maybe I actually shouldn't say it out loud because somebody might steal this idea. Has there ever been a bar that just 
called themselves the happy hour mm. and just had happy hour deals all day long. Have you guys ever heard of that? That's a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't have said it out loud. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't heard of that. But because that might, you know, when you the next time you get fired from radio, you might have to do that. You know, that'd be a great business. Can we for clarify? Us. I've only been fired once <laughs> in my career. Like to and clarify, you weren't even that. on air when you got fired. I wasn't even on air. Yeah, I was a program. I was a manager. It's because you were in charge sense. of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made too many people cry. I uh, like this idea. You'd start a bar. Yeah. I mean, your margins are going to be pretty small which it's tough to already operate, but you open a bar, you call happy hour, and all day, like 24 hours a day, it's happy hour pricing. And all you serve is lucky. Just lucky. But you don't tell people. You put different taps up there, but they're all just lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is the happy hour lager. This is the happy hour IPA. (laughs) (laughs) Just food coloring to change the... Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. Write that down. I will. Yeah. You're in the locker room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. By the way, I want points on the bar if you open up a happy hour bar here in Edmonton. <laughs> if you steal my idea. We did get a text on that about the the place you were talking the about. The bathroom one. Uh, yeah. Blaine said it was a bar called The Locker Room, oddly enough, at the Edmonton Inn and Esmeralda's on Wednesday nights. It was, was it really called The Locker Room? I guess so. Huh. Why don't we have a bar? We should open a bar. <laughs> Let's do it. That would be terrible. <laughs> we, uh, we would make we, no money. So well, he said it was... Can you imagine if we were... <laughs> we'd be hungover or drunk every morning we'd come to work. It was a seven-cent draft, and it would go up by ten cents every time somebody went to the bathroom, and the rugby team used to come in and block the bathrooms. I wonder why the rugby team was so concerned about drinking, eh? <laughs> Another moment with Dr. Locke. Go. <laughs> Apparently, recent findings are suggesting a couple of things. If you have gout, you were more likely to get COVID. Yeah. So it, there was a better chance that you could catch it for whatever reason. Um, I'm not even sure if they figured out a reason why, but they, they, they basically have come to the conclusion that more people with gout, like the people with gout, a lot of them got COVID. Yeah. Um, so there was some sort of connection and like, there. Making them really sick, too. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense because our boss got COVID like six times, didn't he? <laughs> I think Something so. Like yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess there is a long COVID thing, too, and everybody's heard about COVID. It's the, th- it's, it's what people are dealing with after. Can we give some examples? Like long COVID? Yeah. And, um, low energy levels. Yes. A cough a lot of times. Fogginess. Fogginess. Uh, no sense of smell or taste. Uh, us, uh, lung capacity is diminished on some people. Jimmy had that. ED. Yeah. I did not have ED. From it. Still has it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I know a lot of people that have had long COVID issues. They're dealing with stuff. I We have a listener, Christy, that mm-hmm. is in the hospital getting tested for uh, for her issues. I kn- My mom had that cough for months yeah. after she got it. <laughs> she was constantly coughing. Um, anyway, the other long COVID thing, and this is new, is if you 
if you had gout in the past and you got COVID, apparently um, you're more likely to get the flare-ups after having caught. So it makes caught, your gout a little worse? It makes your gout worse and, and um, a little bit more. And we know this because our boss was... Couldn't wear shoes yesterday at work. Limping around. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then we were teasing him about getting, uh, like having gout. And he told us this after he went to the doctor. So I was like, I better do a Dr. Locke segment immediately. Let people know because and let we pe- probably have a few listeners that eat a lot of red meat and drink a lot of booze. And Well, this is a, uh, this is unofficial gout. findings, but at least one in four locker room listeners have gout. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's not official, but <laughs> just rough numbers. A room with Lachlan Cross, Grant Johnson, and James White. 95.7 Cruise FM. <laughs> you're, you're about to be killed by his Zamboni. I mean, where your boss is, or you're going to die in five minutes. Deadpool. Yeah. Great movies. They're not going to Disney-fy it. I guess they're working on a three? Yeah. 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 So that's that's the news. I was concerned I about that when Disney bought yeah. everything. Um, so it's still going to be R-rated. Yeah. It's still... That's actually a really good thing for Deadpool, because if they did Disney-fy it or, you know, drop it down to, to a different rating for kids wouldn't be the same it's not the same like no um they tried to make one that was like they advertised kind of as this is our deadpool for dc shazam yeah and i I, it had that vibe to it but it just wasn't the same when it was not r-rated did you know that ryan reynolds had a really tough time selling this this whole idea the 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 Deadpool idea and he stuck he, stuck with it though like and he took it on his own shoulders mm-hmm. like he he took the risk himself yeah which is probably why he's one of the richest guys in Hollywood right now because he made a ton of money yeah right? I was I watched that David Letterman um, my next him? guest needs no introduction he was talking about changing his career because up to that point he was kind of the rom coms and yeah kind of like. Four girls in a pizza joint or something he was in. He did that or, show and yeah, you know, the know proposal the was. with Sandra Bullock and yeah. Waiting and Van Wilder. And then he really wanted to change his career and he got this idea for Deadpool. He had that like a De- Deadpool character in the uh, uh, Wolverine movie. The And... Did that it, come before the Deadpool? Yes. Or after? That but, was before. but it was before. It was a totally different character. Uh, he was supposed to be like an offshoot of Wolverine. It was a horrible character. I saw so he it. He kind of morphed it into this Deadpool thing yeah. and then and then perfected it. And yeah, and the, the rest is history. Yeah. That uh, David Letterman interview with him kind of surprised. Did it surprise you? Mm. Because he's a little. He keeps his cards pretty close. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but he kind of opened up to Dave. You have right? to open up to Dave. I think you do. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a great show. That's on Netflix. I what's it called again? My next guest needs, needs no introduction. So yeah. the new season is out. I've only watched the Ryan Reynolds one so far, but it was very enjoyable. Yeah, if you uh, if you're a fan of Ryan Reynolds, um, you definitely need to um, to 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 give that a listen. Yeah. I don't know when the new Deadpool's coming out. It just, it was a quick story. They're still writing it, so. Yeah, it was a quick yeah. story that, it, hey, listen, if you were concerned that Disney bought this franchise and that they were going to, you know, ruin it, um, that's not 
that's not the case. Yeah, it was the writer that said that. He's kind of at that point in his career where he can kind of dictate what he wants. Oh, yeah. Right? Definitely. Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's got enough huspah in the business where he can go. He can push his uh, weight around. Well, you're, you're Disney, and I, you know what? You, you guys own everything. But I'm Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and this really, really worked. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a third one. He's also the kind of guy that can pull off a third one, and it'll still be funny. I oh, think. yeah. It, it'll still be great. It's kind of cool that he's Canadian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very cool. The city of Edmonton is committed to ensuring that our lack of effort with the new innovative and hands-off mosquito abatement program is a complete success. We're now expanding the program to include a mosquito sighting tip line. Now that we're bored with the pandemic and you're no longer calling bylaw to report your neighbor's grandmother's birthday party, we encourage Edmontonians to now use the city's 311 switchboard to report the location of any and all mosquitoes you see within the city limits. You may also call to report any standing water on your neighbor's property, including pools that aren't in active use that may become a breeding ground for mosquitoes. Remember, the success of this program is entirely your responsibility, Edmonton. You're all in this together. Our 311 operators are standing by to take your call. This has been a message from the City of Edmonton. Not a real message. You're in the locker room on 95.7 Cruise FM. Never question Spanish researchers. That's no. one thing that I've learned in life. They know Especially what they're doing. when it comes to alien research. A Spanish researcher has said there may be 15,000 alien light forms out there. So... 15,000. The odds. How do you feel about that, Jimmy? I'm working with two of them. So did you see what he said about the evil ones? So he no. did a look back at our own history and the number of civ- like civilizations, the Romans, and everything throughout history of Earth. Yeah. And he did the odds on how many of them were evil, like Nazis or, you know. Okay. And so he said... Nazi aliens. There's likely four hostile alien civiliz- civilizations in the Milky Way out of the, that number, so... Out of 15,000, the rest are decent? The rest are decent. There's about four oh, of them that could come destroy us, but we are a hundred times more likely to be, be destroyed by an asteroid than invaded by aliens, so good news. That is really good news. Thank you, Grant. We needed a little bit of good Just news Just in case today. you're laying awake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. At nights, thinking about that alien invasion and the lasers and well, I, vaporizing I, us. I've said this numerous times in the last few years, but that's one of my predictions, that at some point in the next five, ten years, I, before I die, I should probably throw that out there, there will be some sort of visit, unquestionable, from another planet where they show up, everybody in the world is talking about it, right? Mm-hmm. Even Fox News will be reporting it. Okay, that's how significant this Something is going to be. Something parked over top of Washington. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, undeniable. That's that's my thought on it. You, and you thinking you're going to last 10 years? All right, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> How's your back today? The guy that didn't even recognize co-workers at the football game. Hey, do I work with you? You look kind of familiar to me. Yeah, I'm in sales. You sit next to me every day. (laughs) But you're fine, though. Yeah, Actually, you're way healthier than me. You've been listening to the Locker Room Podcast. Somewhere a village is missing an idiot. Or three. Brought to you by Always Plumbing and Heating. Catch the show live weekday mornings on 95.7 Cruise FM.